All right, yes, it is episode 25, season two of the Talking Ball podcast. It's your friendly everyday hosts here, Ryan and Antonio, of course, with another episode. We are happy to be back with y'all, entertaining y'all. Hopefully you do find this show entertaining. Really, it could be anywhere, but you're with us, and we definitely appreciate that. Antonio, and man, what's going on? we're not much of a debate show, but no, we want to bring yeah. some guests on in the future, and I'm sure they like to debate when, when that time comes, and I, I love to debate with the best of them. But we just chat, you know, we just chat. We're not a debate show. We chat and then yeah. we have our disagreements, agreements and go from there, you know, but, but yeah, let's roll with the man. Let's jump right into it. Let's jump in with the Mariners. What do you say? Let's do it, man. Well, the Mariners, uh, are they at 500? They are below now. I think oh, after that, let me double check real quick. I don't, I should be prepared for this, Ryan. I should be That's prepared okay. for this. It's all right. Well, hey, I, mean, I, believe I, I believe they're one game under 500. Goodbye. Not good. Real quick. Yes, they are well, 30 and 31. So they are one game below 500 and they are 10 games back of first place. So ugh. they are three, three games back behind the Angels and six games back behind the Astros and 10 behind the Rangers who are in first place who are having a spectacular year, by the way. They are. And the athletics are just down there waiting to move to Vegas, really. In so cellar, we don't even have to right. talk about there. No. Well, they're below. So, there's a seller, and then they're below the seller. Yeah, they're like JV right, right now. So yeah. not even yeah. JV. Like freshmen. <laughs> JVs are smacking the C team type yeah. thing. Like this yeah. isn't even a JV team. Um. So what's but, going on, man? I mean, what's what? Why are they struggling? And, and what roster changes do they need to make? You think? And that's the thing I was going to say. I don't know if there's a roster change that can fix this. It's almost to the point that it's kind of you got to reap what you sow, or mm. start whatever the saying is. You know, I'm all because I'm flush. You're talking about no, yeah, that's, you know, that's true. Way. So you know which way is up. So <laughs> you you have to look at it in a sense and say, okay, you made these moves. You brought Colton Wong. You brought these guys, AJ Pollock and and Lestella and all these guys, right? We've had some good call-ups. Um, Bryce Miller's been good minus his last two starts. That's just MLB mm-hmm. baseball. He's a rookie. Yep. It's going to happen. They're not going to be, you know, the Max Scherzer, the Felix Hernandez's of the world, you know, as a rookie. There are great rookies, but they're they're showing flashes. Even with, with Wu coming up, it it was one of those – Maybe just not the right time to call up a rookie to start on the road in Texas, who's one of the hottest teams in baseball. He was set up to fail. So to the Mariners, Julio's getting hot. He's swinging the bat well. He had a home run the other night against San Diego, and they beat them four to one. But then they turned around and lost like three to ten, I think it was last night. We are recording this on the eighth here mm-hmm. on Thursday. We will get post for the weekend. But they're going into Anaheim today. I think they're going to come out with. At least one win. I don't even know about a series win. It just depends what supporting players of the Angels show up against the Mariners because Shohei Otani and Mike Trotter showing up. No one else is showing up. And it's just crazy to see stat lines like Shohei the other night had a triple, a double, a X amount of runs batted in. Mike Trout had a, had a hit, had a, a sacrifice fly and a run and they scored like whatever X amount of runs, right? And they still lose. And it's just like, it's insane the talent the Angels have. And they're struggling, but that's not the Angels. We're focusing on the Mariners right now. So yeah, I'm going to jump yeah. back to that. Mariners is Julio's starting to warm up. He He's doing better than he did last year, his rookie season, his debut season. A little bit of sophomore slump coming into it. I think Julio's going to be one of those players where he does start off a little slow to get the feel for the new season. New adjustments are made to him for his, for the way he sees in the batter's box to see what pitchers are coming his way in his scouting report, as well as pitchers opposing him. They're going to have their own way and new way of attacking him as well in the plate. So there's that Julio should make an adjustment as a sophomore, had that little sophomore slump. Cal Raleigh's starting to warm up a little bit more. He's getting more consistent. So it's Ty France. JP Crawford's been great. Kellenick's slowing down a little bit, but if he can hover around 250, 260, I think we're going to be okay. I said it's a win if Kellenick can bat above 200, but if you can get him about 250, 260, you got a solid everyday starter in left field in Jared Kellenick. Hey, Oscar, he's not putting the numbers up like we thought he would. Maybe now this is the, this where you ask for the roster change. Maybe it's time to put him as a DH and trade for a, a legitimate starting right fielder or an outfielder, another bat. They were there in the offseason. They were there in the trade deadline. And I just don't think one trade is a way from fixing this team. They, they're trying to sort stuff out that I don't think they really should be sorting out. It's almost like the pressure starting to get to the Mariners at this point. After last season, they're hosting the all-star game. Julio's Mr. GQ. They're the they're projected to go all the way, if not at least win their division. Now they're sitting yeah. in fourth. They should be a playoff team. And it's like all the teams that were up and coming with them are exceeding their expectations to where 
the Mariners actually should be, right? So like the Orioles, for instance, the Orioles are going to be a playoff team this year, unless they just fall apart later in the season. I don't see why the Baltimore <laughs> Orioles, the whole miss, AL East miss out. Exactly. Exactly. The whole AL East and Boston's above 500 and they're going to be on the outside looking in. So it's just one of those, the Mariners can turn it around. But last week, Ryan, you asked me, is my hand on the panic button? Mm. My hand is on it now. Yeah. It was hovering. It's on it now. There, something has to happen. And I don't know what. That's the answer. There's no answer to it. There's rumors around, uh, Jonathan India in Cincinnati. Get him at second base. You know, that'd be a great right, right side of the infield. Oh, Cole Wong with is 17 million, man. But it's like, God. Caballero's doing fine as a rookie. I, right. I like him with Caballero. It's just stop giving Wong his reps. Just let him roll with it. You're going to call him up and roll with him. You mm-hmm. might as well roll with him. Yeah. Like I was saying last week, panic. The panic button hovering. My hand was, was just above it, right? Panic button, hand. I'm on it. It's panic time <laughs> in Seattle. There's no way around it. Because not only are we losing games, we're losing them badly. We are getting a, obliterated by good teams. San Diego's having a down year. We beat them game one. Even, yeah, we did get the split in the series. But the next game, they turned up and Juan Soto went five for five. And they dropped seven runs on George Kirby, who's a good pitcher in our rotation. The pitching's kind of... Taking a step back, which is a concern, the starting pitching. The bullpen's been great. Uh, Andres Munoz is back. But it's just there's not one position that can fix it. And a trade deadline isn't going to fix it. They just need to start clicking again and having fun and playing ball like they did last year and kind of just put the pressure behind them. There's going to be pressure from here on out after last season. Yeah. It's fans in, in around the league, and especially fans in Seattle and the Northwest, we were excited for this Mariners team, but there's yeah. just nothing to be excited about anymore right now. And it's too bad because we're hosting the All-Star game this year. We're just talking yeah. about that. We have a we have a friend of ours, Todd Lyons, going to the going to the game, right? To or at mm-hmm. least to the festivities. It's yeah. like, well, how's the morale gonna be for a losing team? If we have one guy <laughs> representing in the All-Star game just because we're the home team. We have yeah. last year. We had two. We had Julio and Ty France. This year, mm-hmm. I think Julio Julio will get on. Kellenek, and, uh, you, you could throw you could throw Kellenek in there and Castillo. But I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, do we get the pity the pity one person on the squad because we're just hosting? You know, like like a couple of years ago when oh, the Orioles got it when they, they yeah didn't every have team an gets one right. every team gets one. So it'd be Julio in that sense. But it's like yeah, it would be. Yeah. Th- it's panic time in Seattle. Hands on it. I I just don't know what to fix it. If even if you bring India in from Cincinnati. That's not going to fix your problems. No. Well, they're not swinging well this year. They're, I, th- I believe they're hovering around 230, if not sub 230 as a team. And the best teams in the league aren't near that. They're above that. If mm-hmm. you look at, if you look at like batting average wise, and you can't do that because what frustrates me with it before we move on to your Mets, who are also in, in dog water like the Mariners right now Ugh, with big yeah. expectations. The yeah. thing with the Mariners is we have in the history in the past players like Felix Hernandez who would throw gems gems and the team would lose one to nothing because Felix gives up one run and there's nothing happening on the offensive side of the ball. It's getting like that now, even not, minus like the blowout games, like against Texas, like against San Diego that just happened. They're just not swinging the bat. It's like you get four, four or five hits in one run. That's not enough for a starting pitcher. Anymore. You know, there's just too much offense in these teams, especially in division where teams are clicking. The Astros aren't going to sit there like that for long. Texas, they're, mm-hmm. they're a playoff team. They can win the division. They're clicking all cylinders. Actually, I think Texas is overperforming for what sure. they were supposed to do this year. Oh, absolutely. But, but nonetheless, they're in first place and they're 10 games above you. So can they turn it around? Yes. But my hand is on the panic button. Seattle needs to do something. The trade deadline is not going to fix it. Like I said, and they just got to get, get more consistent behind at bat, not behind the plate, excuse me, at bat mm-hmm. because you, you can't have a team average around 230 and expect to be a championship caliber, let alone just getting into the playoff team, right? You're, right. you're projected contenders this year. Like you're in the top 10. I think they're ranked eighth for contending for a world series. At least that, at least get you the playoffs when your division possibly, right? But you're not doing that. You're not showing it. Panic time in Seattle, hands on the button. No trade can fix this. I don't see anything fixing. They need to fix something internally in the clubhouse is what it is. And, and I think Scott service has lost the locker room. He's lost the dugout. You know, he's lost the clubhouse, yeah, whatever, clubhouse, you know, yeah. I think he's lost the clubhouse. So with Scott service losing the clubhouse, especially with young players, yeah, that that's, that's a problem. And you see it in all, in on all, all in all aspects of sports. Mm-hmm. And I say why guys like Carlos Santana and Mitch Hanniger maybe should have been brought back for one more year 
Because that's that veteran presence to keep this young core together to say, hey, Good yeah, point. it's fun. Yeah. It's fun when you make it, but it can go away just like that. And it happened 20 years ago, and it could happen again. I don't think it's going to happen for 20 years. But there is that little lack of veteran leadership in there that clubhouse. Yeah, I totally and agree. I, and I think that's starting to show now. Because Mitch Hanniger, even though he was hurt majority of last year, you know his voice and his presence in that dugout, in that clubhouse, was helping keep that keep that core group together, keep them focused. Carlos Santana, Carlos Santana excuse me, at the, at the trade deadline, another veteran presence. He's been to the World Series with Kansas City. He's been there, done that, right? He's another voice that knows what it takes to push to get to the playoffs. They're just lacking veteran leadership, I think, is what's kind of taking its toll. Don't know exactly. We're not in the clubhouse of the dugout. But I think really that's what's taken. There's not enough veteran leadership, enough veteran presence or a voice in that clubhouse and, and dugout that can keep this group focused. And I think it's time for Scott Service to kind of turn it up a notch and, and tighten that leash on some get of the players guys and, ears, yeah. and, and get in their ears and start yeah. managing more, you know, with not with like an iron fist. Don't rule with an iron fist, but just be like, yeah. Do you guys like having fun? Do you guys like winning? Cause you know, Scott Service, he's on the hot seat. If mm-hmm. they don't make the playoffs this year, him and DePoto are probably gone. I agree. I mean, realistically, so they're they're both on the hot seat, and there's just one trade isn't going to fix it. This team needs to start clicking before a trade can make that big of an impact. Because say you bring a big bat in, okay, he's batting say two seven. Let's just throw a number out there. Even if you bring India over from Cincinnati, that's not going to fix what's happening in no, Seattle. Yeah, no, it's not no, going to fix it. Yeah. They're not they're not one trade away, like last year with Castillo. If they didn't go on that fourteen game win streak with Castillo last, or excuse me. Going to the all-star break, they don't trade for Luis Castillo. And they don't think they're going to contend and make the playoffs. They don't make these trades and give up the whole farm for Luis Castillo. They don't do that. They're not in a position right now to say, okay, is it, do we give X amount of players up and deals and cash right. deals, whatever, to bring this player in? They're not there yet. Should they be? Yeah. I mean, it's still early, but I, I'm in panic mode now in Seattle. If I'm Seattle fans, this fan especially, I, I'm in panic mode. And so that's all I got. That's all I got. It's a lot of rambling, but it's if- just more just – it's just a visual eye test for me as a fan. It's yeah. just like, I don't think they can just trying to have fun, but it's not there because they're not winning. Right. I don't think they can rely on a 14 game winning streak like they did last year, you know, cause that win streak really got them going. And, uh, so my question to you is, I mean, if you had to pick right now, yes or no, does this team get close to the playoffs? Do they get in? I mean, what do you think? I think they can get close, but they got to start now. Mm-hmm. They yeah. got to start now because. It's beginning of June. It's almost the middle of June, and All Star Break, mid middle of the season, isn't a month. It's a month away, so they need to start turning it up now. And if they don't, yeah, no one's gonna want to come to Seattle. Because here, here's another thing. I heard this on the radio the other day. Um, Bump and Stacy were talking about in Seattle sports, right? They were saying Seattle is not an ideal destination for free agents. There's yeah. no short. There's no short road road trips. It's yeah. way up in the northwest. The weather. All that. So there's all these other factors, let alone what, what team you have. Yeah. There's all these point. other factors that take place for free agents or anyone that'd be, Hey, trade me to Seattle. You know, it's not like you're, you're contending for a world series at this point, which, which realistically teams could think, uh, players could think that or fans after last season, but it's not showing it. So what does that make for like a free agent next year, free agency? If even there's like a, a player to Shohei Otani, for instance, right. why would Shohei Otani want to come to the Northwest, no matter how much they pay him to be where he's at right now in Anaheim? Right. In Los Angeles, right? Yeah. It's going to be the same situation. He's playing with an all-generational talent, Mike Trout, and they're not going to get done. Right, Or he's appealing Seattle for a guy like Shohei to even want to come here. Long travels. There's no short road trips. Everything's a flight away. It's not like it's a quick jump 30 minutes over if you're an L.A. team or a Mm. California team. East Coast traveling is pretty close. Yeah, I didn't think of that. We're we're tucked away here in the Northwest, and the weather, until you get to late spring, early summer, it's not the best weather. It's cold. Right. The the deep ballparks, ball doesn't come off the bat. The way it does in warmer climates. So what's what's appealing for free agents to come here if you're not contending or showing signs that you can contend for a World Series? And they're just not showing it right. So even right yeah. now, for Seattle's not even like a top spot for free agency. And this is like the optimistic fan in the preseason. Like, I've been going this year, right? Yeah, they, right. World Series, yeah. They, they have the talent. Sure. Can this talent turn it around? Yeah. But they got to do it. Now. I mean, it's just, what is it? Is it, is it the lack of veteran leadership and voices in the in the clubhouse? Or it's a Scott service and just they need more of the championship pedigree manager to do that. So that's just what I got.
That's all yeah, I got. In Super no, Seattle. I totally it's agree. Just, it's a rant. It's a lot of rumbling. I'm sorry, but I know you're gonna about to you're about to give a good little rant about your Mets. So oh, let's hear God. it. Let's hear it. Well, the Mets. You know, $370 million in the offseason. You bring in Verlander. You keep Scherzer. You get rid of DeGrom, which now looks like a smart smart choice. I feel terrible for the guy that he has to get another Tommy John surgery. But he's always hurt. So that's why they got rid of him. Let him walk. That seems smart. But they're just underperforming. It's the same team from last year. (laughs) They're just underperforming. Minus Edwin Diaz. And the bullpen stinks. But... Yeah, I, I just think it's a lot of underperforming. Francisco Lindor is not worth the money he's making right now. You know, I know he's a positive guy. He's Mr. Smiles and all that, but he, he's just, he's striking out way too much. Daniel Vogelback, I don't know what, y'all can take him back if you want. <laughs> Burgers. I, I told Todd that today. I said, I lo- you can. I love those TikToks. Guy's hilarious. Yeah, no, they, Danny Burgers is, is just playing like shit. I mean, it's flat out. And I don't know, man, like Pete Alonso's hurt now, and he was really the only guy that was playing consistently well throughout the lineup. There's something wrong with Starling Marte. He's not healthy. He's not good. You know, the, the guys they've called up haven't been consistent in, the, in terms of their bats. I don't know. It's just, it's just, they're just underperforming. I think, I think because it's the same team from last year, you're adding on Verlander and getting rid of DeGrom, but it's the same team. Like, I don't understand why they suck so bad. And Buck Showalter, too. Like, he went from manager of the year to just making these really, really poor decisions, especially with the bullpen and the pitching. So and I'm glad you said that real quick because I've noticed that. I did watch them on ESPN Plus the other day, and I'm like, I'm not a professional manager, but there's some moves. I'm like, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are yeah. you doing? Yeah, so it's just maybe he lost his fastball. I don't know, but – you know, the New York media is really ripping on, on the Mets right now. And, and, and for good reason, for good reason. So well, it's again, because they're doing so well, they're like, we got our, the Bronx bombers, baby. Yeah. They got them back. <laughs> right. Right. So they have them to talk about, but yeah, it's just a lot of underperforming. And if I'm Steve Cohen, I'm pissed, man. I'm pissed. I mean, I know he's got money as far as the eye can see. So I don't think that's a concern for him, but, but just the fact that it's like the principle, you know what I mean? Like he spent so much money and they're just completely underperforming. Three games under 500, that, that's just not going to get it done, especially when you have the, the Braves in the division. The Braves are playing really well. So I don't know. I mean, I, I think I'm, my hand is has pressed the panic button for the Mets because, uh, you know, for the money they spent and the type of players that they have, Jeff McNeil's been awful. He's been awful. His, his batting average has been complete crap. So he was a I don't 300 know. hitter last year, wasn't he? He was a 300 hitter last year. Yeah. He was one of the top hitters in the league. He hasn't been that this year, you know, and, and, and I don't know. It's the, and they've been giving up a lot of runs lately too. The pitching hasn't been great. Verlander hasn't really been great. You know, he had a good start last time, but he, like, just can, the consistency isn't there. But again, I'll, I'll keep repeating it. It's the freaking same team from last year and they're just completely underperforming. So in addition to Verlander. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So both of our teams are pretty much in the same spot, my friend. It sounds like, you know, well, like your frustration is you guys spent all this money and are underperforming. Mm-hmm. A lot of our frustration too is, is there's money to be spent to bring at least a and player not, to win, right. and they're not spending money. So it's like in Queens with the Mets, they're spending money on a lot of old, like a lot of old veterans like Verlander and Scherzer and these guys, but they've proven they can do it at their age. They're getting up there, sure, but yeah. Verlander's a champion. Scherzer's a champion. He's been a Cy Young candidate, you could argue, right? For the last couple seasons, Verlander too. He just, he's just the reigning AL Cy Young. So yeah. like he, you know, he's he's like like I say, like LeBron. He's a fine wine, right? He he gets better with age. Older so. with better with age, yeah, yeah. But like you, you guys are spending money, and that's where your frustration comes from. It's like, why are we spending all this money on guys and they're not performing in Seattle? Mm-hmm. It's we're not spending money. Why aren't we spending money? We don't need to compete in spending like like the Red Sox have in the past or like the Yankees or the Dodgers or the yeah. Mets, but it's like mm-hmm. throw some cash out there because you need to be appealing for free agency. Like I said earlier here in the episode, there's nothing appealing to come to the Northwest as a free agent just because the travel time and the weather in the, right. in the fall if you, when if you make the playoffs and then the early, the spring, earlier at the start of the season. So yeah, for sure. That's yeah. where it is. At least make it appealing if you say, hey, the, the earlier months suck, but yes, we have – this player, this player, this player. That's what it comes down to. Is Seattle need to spend money? We're like the Mets are spending underachieving. We're not spending money to bring guys in, even even a player or two that could do it, and then under exceed, you know, underachieving right. yeah, expectations yeah, yeah. as well. So I can relate to you in a, in a sense of break the break the bank on the wall, maybe once or twice to test it out. And I think they're more yeah. hesitant after Rob, the Robinson Cano deal. In all honesty, yeah, after that Robbie right. deal of ten years, two forty, 
he batted 300, but he wasn't the Bronx bomber second baseman the Yankees had, right? No. I don't think he hit 20 home runs in one season with the Mariners. He I'll have bad. to look that up. Don't exactly quote me, but I know one year he, he his first year or two, he hovered around 300. But it's like he went contact hitter mode instead of being the, the Bronx bomber he was formerly, right? With the Yankees, that's why Seattle spent the big bucks. And now I think that's why they're a little hesitant to spend money for agency, like after that Robinson Cano deal where it's like, we dropped 240 on a guy and we had to package Diaz, who's an all-star closer and generational closer. It brought Kellen again, who finally starting to pan out just a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. fingers crossed. Yeah. But yeah. it's like, we had to give up all this just to get rid of his contract. Thank you to the Mets, you know, for that. But I think that's why they're hesitant. They're like the last time we went big on a guy, nothing came out of it for four years. We didn't even make the playoffs. And mm-hmm. I think that's why I say I was a little hesitant. And I'm not saying that's what it is. But the last time they dropped a lot of cash, like a big yeah. market team, yeah, n- not, yeah. Even, not even a playoff appearance came out of it. It wasn't even close. Yeah, Not even a playoff appearance came out of it. The closest they got within that era was the first year with Cano in 2014, and they missed it by one game. The, I think mm. it's like the second, second to last game of the season. They, yeah, they missed it one by one game. And then from there, it was just, you're knocked out. You're knocked out. The Mariners are eliminated from playoff contention. It's just like... So I think that's why they're very hesitant to spend a lot of money in free agency as owners, as the owners and the GM, just because the last one didn't work out when you did spend like a big market team on yeah. a big time player and it didn't pan out. So yeah. that's but just I my think, take. That's now I think about it, that's probably just my take on that. Is yeah. after that Robbie Cano deal, I don't see why the Mariners would just jump on a free agent. Like look at Chris Bryant. He got paid one eighty. I was like, go after Chris Bryant. And look what he's doing in Colorado. Nothing. <laughs> Terrible. Yeah. Terrible yeah. and injury prone. Yes. Terrible. And yes. that's my guy. I'm like, put him at third base. Yeah. yeah. Do something. Bring him in. And you know, it's just like, that would have been one of those same deals. So I, I, funny. I don't know. I don't get paid the well, big bucks to make those decisions. Yeah. But it's just frustrating as a fan is all. Well, you know, it's I, I think the commonality in both of our teams is that they had such high expectations and it's just fallen flat, you know, and, and, and as a fan, that's the most frustrating thing. Like inconsistency and expectation really suck when they don't have it. You know what I mean? So yep. baseball is just a frustrating sport to be a fan of, man. I, I've kind of noticed that over the past couple of years. And it's a long season too. Yeah. I love baseball. I'm a baseball guy. I love baseball through and through, but yeah, it, it's, it's tough to be a fan sometimes. But you know, who, <laughs> it's, it's tough. Especially like it's a Mariners fan. We've never been to is, a world series. Right, right, right. No, I know. No. And, but this has been the, the year of kind of like bad teams previously being good. The Rangers, the, um, the Pirates. And you can even kind of throw, I know the Reds are like a couple games under 500, but the fact that they're only a couple games under 500 really isn't that bad. They got this new De La Cruz kid. He hit a freaking bomb last night. I don't know if you saw that. It was about 458 feet. Um, I, I believe so. There's like, you know, it's, it's kind of easy to hit a, home run out of the red stadium right but but that's i mean it, a moonshot dude. yeah that was a moonshot like <laughs> that's, the, a, that's, the, a, that's a that's a bo- gone dude bye bye yeah and the uh the announcer said the ball had a family like you know like he really hit that thing pretty damn hard you know so he he's looking good but the call-ups are looking pretty good from uh you know from the heat but he was the top guy right de la cruz was the top uh prospect i believe going into the year so it's good that he's yeah, finally I think in the, the league. number one overall prospect out of the reds organization yeah here's the thing you're talking about that home run that went that was just a moonshot 450 plus bro he rounded the bases first to third and under 11 seconds that's oh, the other thing this morning a guy i can't remember who was on seattle sports but they were like that is Usain Bolt in a baseball uniform, rounding home to third. I'm yeah. like, but that's, that is like, I can't remember. They threw numbers out there in like stats about it, you know, but it was just like, you look at it. It's like first to third and under 11 seconds. That is fast. It was like 10.83. Yeah. I think it was. And I'll he had a triple exactly. too, I believe. Yeah. Well, that, that was the triple. Right. Was that, oh, was right. The triple was 11 was seconds. Triple. So. Yeah. So it yeah, was yeah, just, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just like this guy, I, and the Reds, they got some good pieces from us, too, in that Castillo deal. So look out for the Reds here in the next couple of years, I would say. Maybe not this year or next year, but give it a few more coming. years, get some pieces yeah. in. Maybe they trade India for some more pieces, right? And, right? and go from there, get out of Votto's contract when it's time to get out of that and him retire sure. and all this. So the, don't sleep on the Reds here in a couple of years. Contenders, no, but they could look like the Mariners did last year here in the next couple of years with the right call. Maybe going so, a little streak. Yeah. We'll yep. see. We'll see. So, but, but the, the main point of it is he's just like, he's an exciting player. And I think that's what baseball really needs. I know we have the Trouts and Otanis and judges who judge breaking walls over there in LA, but, um, you know, I mean, you want excitement. And I think that's what baseball needs right now. They need excitement. They need young players. 
to hit bombs like that because that's what sells, right? The the home well, run and sells. And that home run, the fan that caught it, did you see this? The fan no, that caught it, they're like, what do we have? What is pretty much for Ellie to get that home run? What is he? What is what do you want? To, and he's like, yeah. how about just me and my guys, the, his boys, just get a couple signatures and like a meet and greet. Oh, cool. I think that's a fair trade off, right? Yeah, Here's your first I think ever so. home run ball. I think yeah. you can give that to him regardless, but it's like, what do I get in return type thing? You know what I mean? Well, let's yeah. do some business here. But I think that's fair. Five, ten minutes of your time to get a signature that that's meet the, would team. Take the world to the to these fans, you know, and, yeah. and meet him and all that and first MLB debut, you know. I, th- right. I think it's a fair trade off. Here's the ball. How about a quick meet and greet and some signatures? I mean, I think yeah. that's cool. And, and that is what helps the game when fans can have a little interaction like that with the with the players. I'm not saying like back back of the clubhouse access, but just like, hey, you know, how about a quick meet and greet? You know, I I don't yeah. plan in for the money. I'm just a fan, you know. I think that's fair. Five that's ten minutes fair. of the player's yeah. time, you know, especially for a young up and coming player who could be a face of this league here in the future. That's that's good PR for the MLB. That's right, absolutely, no doubt about it. So that was definitely a, a good story as well. So uh, we'll move on to the NBA now. We got a couple stories to talk about in the NBA. We'll start with the finals, of course. Uh, the Nuggets up two one. Recording this on the eighth. So game, uh, the next game is tomorrow. But um, and you're coming over for steak tacos tomorrow. That's right, absolutely, hundred percent. I'm looking forward to it. Um, hopefully we get, we see a Nuggets win. Hopefully they go up 3-1. Now you called Nuggets in five. I said Nuggets in six. I, I, look, I, I do think the Nuggets, when you look at it, they're just a better team. They have more talent. I think they're the better team. They're the bigger team. I think they're the more skilled team. I will give the Heat credit though that they have that dog in them, you know, but I, I, I think last night kind of showed why the Nuggets are going to win the series because not only did they out rebound them really high, Jokic had a great game. Murray had a great game. Two historic games. But, you know, Jokic is just really – he's uh, they don't have an answer for him. They don't no have an team, answer no, for him. No team does. Right, exactly. Uh, they really don't have an answer for Jamal Murray either. You know, Butler did a good job guarding him in game two, but Murray got hot at the end of that game and kind of showed why he is the player that he is. Now it came too late and the Heat won the game. But the Heat won game two because not only did they shoot the ball really well, but they just, they, as Michael Malone said, they played with more effort. They played with more energy, and that can't happen in the finals. What did the Nuggets do? They they listened to Mike Malone. They came back with a higher energy. Their bench players played really well, too. I got to give a lot of credit to Christian Brown. He was sensational off the bench. Jeff Green with his leadership. Uh, Bruce Brown with his defense. Jokic had a great defensive game uh, in game three. And I, and I just think they're all putting it together. They're putting it together. Now, again... You got to limit the heat shooting. They have a lot of great three point shooters. They do. But if you but if you play hard against this Miami team with the talent and the X's and O's that the Nuggets have, I, I think they're going to win this series. I, I'm still, you know, again, I'm a pessimistic fan. I'm not saying it's going to be, you know, they're going to win the next two games and that's it. But um, it, it's been a fun series so far, though. I, you know, I, I I think you know, obviously the NBA wants their bigger teams to be in the finals, but. These two teams want it, and the Heat are just impressive to begin with. They're the number eight seed, playing team, getting as far as they have. But I think maybe the buck stops here for them. Uh, the Nuggets just got to keep the pedal to the, the metal, keep playing hard. Jokic is going to show up. Murray's going to show up. You know, Michael Porter Jr. hasn't showed up. Hopefully he can in the, in the following games. Michael Malone says he's still going to start him. Aaron Gordon's been great on defense. He's been like the Swiss Army knife of this team. He can give you a dunk here or there. He can give you a nice little drive and layup here and there. But he's been he's played great defense. Uh, but I, I, you know, man, this Nuggets team is good, and I think Jokic and Murray are probably one of, if not the best duo in the league right now. So, uh, we'll see, man. We'll see. I'm still, you know, I'm a little nervous because I've never had a team win a championship in my life. So. This is like, you know, the ver I'm you know, we're on the verge of that happening. But um And you weren't around when the Jets won the Super Bowl name? Yeah. <laughs> no, surprisingly I was not. No, no. <laughs> so um yeah, man. It, but it, the Nuggets have been fun to watch. And the series has been fun to watch too. But what are your what are your thoughts? I th- you nailed everything, man. I I'm just gonna kinda like reiterate and capitalize on what you said. The only thing I say is the Nuggets don't have egos. The the Miami Heat don't either. They they're a very good eight C team. I think they could have been better given health throughout the season, and Ty- Tyler Hero could be a bigger factor in this finals if he was healthy. Tyler Hero would be a great shooting yeah, factor for the Heat. Four, he, he, he's, he's out for game four, by the way. He's out for game four, yeah. And he was out for the majority of the end of the season. Or yep. the be- He broke his hand in the playoffs, the first yeah. round of the playoffs. And, and so, he's been out ever since. They said maybe he can come back, but he is ruled out for game four. Yeah, I, I don't think you're going to see him in the finals. I think they're yeah, like, yeah, not. let's work it out to take our, take our L on this one with Tyler Hero right. not being around. But there's no egos on either side, but mainly there's no egos with the star players like Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic in Denver. There's nothing like you see. They don't care. Interview. Yeah. They, they don't care about all that, right? There, there's no ego. 
The only ego you need to get in check is Michael Porter Jr. Yes. And, yes. and get him stopped like he's the number one option on the court. Yes. And him to Thank pass you. that ball a little more. He, that's going to be the roadblock for the Nuggets if they, if they run into one. It's not going to be really the heat. It's going to be Michael Porter Jr. Their just fucking up anything and, yeah. and thinking he's the number one option on the team when he's probably yeah, better like, shot selection. Now he's rebounded option. well. He's rebounded yes. well. I'll give him that, but he's 6'10. He's supposed to, you know what I mean? And so. like, and like, He's a great ball player. If it wasn't for the back, the back problems and injuries out of college, he would have been the number one overall pick. Who knows yeah. to whatever team that year? I remember, I remember what year it was. But it's just more Michael Porter just needs to kind of simmer down a little bit and slow down the tempo because that's the thing with the Nuggets. They can play fast tempo or they can slow it down and beat you at both. And so I think that's what it helped them as Miami does like to push on a fast break a little more than the Nuggets do, but the Nuggets can keep up. Trying mm-hmm. to try, they're trying to tire out like Jokic and and Murray and these guys in that starting five, but if they just slow it down, they're, no, the Heat aren't going to stop them. My thing is with the Nuggets is just keep rolling through your primary guys. I mean, no no one on that court can stop Nikola Jokic, and no one can stop Jamal Murray. And I told you earlier this season, man. You said in the, the beginning started, of the said, season. No, you said, said yeah, before the season, yeah. I said, if Jamal Murray's healthy, the Nuggets are a title contender. So yeah, they're here. I totally agree. And, and you saw it in 2020 in the bubble, like, they were there. The Lakers were just a better team, right? In the conference finals that year in the bubble. Yeah. Fast forward, Jamal Murray's out with the ACL, I believe it was, correct? So that's like, okay, seasons, now yeah. you got him healthy and you got a healthy Jokic. You should have been a three-time MVP. And they're rolling with it. I, no one can stop them. They're the best duo in the league. And I I mean, you can say flashy. It's not like Kobe and Shaq, but it's like you couldn't stop Kobe and Shaq back in the day. There's nothing to stop Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic. Because yeah. if he's not hitting threes. Jokic is hitting threes. If you're not stopping Jokic on the pick and roll or anything on the high isolation, you can't stop Murray either. So it's just like, and then on top of that, Jokic can pass. We've oh, talked about so this. Good. Jokic, you could say, is probably the best passing center slash I think big he is. in the history of the NBA. And I, I, I'm not going to argue it. I mean, he's breaking Will Chamberlain's it. record. I know Will Chamberlain has every record there is, but I mean, the first player ever to have a 30-20-10 game in the finals. He's just so good. His touch is so good around the rim. He, he's a he bruises down low. Not the best defender, but he had a really good defensive game against the Adebayo yesterday. I, I just, I, I uh, listen. To me, it's undisputed right now. I, I know people are going to say maybe Giannis, right? But Giannis can't shoot. He can't shoot, can't shoot the shoot. ball. You, Jokic you can, can shoot the Giannis. ball. You can stop Giannis. Don't let him. Don't let him drive on you. Yeah. So I, I, I think when, when you, and I know Jokic again. He's not the defender that Giannis is, but when you put, he's a decent defender. But if you put their two games together. Jokic might not be a, a 40 a game scorer like Giannis is in on nights, but he's just a better shooter, a better passer. I think he's a better all around offensive player and he can defend a little bit too. So I, I, I think it's undisputed to me. Jokic is the best player in the league right now. He really is. Yep. I'll agree with you. And like when healthy, I mean, LeBron's name's up there, Giannis up there. Kevin but I Durant. Think it's just Kevin Joel, Durant, jo- Joel it. yep. Embiid. Like there's these great players in the league, but it's just Jokic is showing you there's. He's finally he, having the postseason he, yeah. success. And yeah. he's having the national spotlight. Right. Everyone, like JJ Reddick on first take the other day was saying, he goes, why are people, why are analysts acting surprised and, and fans of, of basketball? They just haven't seen and them the yet. Denver's the yeah. real deal. They just haven't seen them because we don't give them coverage that they deserve because they're not a yeah. big market. They're going right. to get it now. And they're not afraid yeah. of the big spotlight. And it's showing. Yeah. And so, yeah. I'm so yeah. well with it. Gentlemen, sweep Nuggets in five. Oh, man. I hope so. I'll go Nuggets in six, though. I, I think the Heat might win the next game, and then the Nuggets will win the next two. Uh, but I'm hoping that it's five. Yes, believe me. I want them to win at home, too. I want them to. I want Denver. I think they I, I think, want to. They're like, all right, we, get, we can win at home. Yeah, right, right. Let's just close this thing out. But, again, you know, hey, listen, Miami, they, they're dogs. I understand that when they shoot well and they play really hard, that Pat Riley, Eric Spolster, I get it. But I, I think they've met their match. I do. I think I, I think, think they need to play match. Udonis Haslam more. <laughs> you know, man, he is so old. He just looks old. I think he he's just, the oldest player to ever play in the finals. I think yeah, I saw on, 40, the, on the little ticker at the bottom. 42, 43, like, I want to say. 42. I know 42. he's up there, but it's like, yeah. bro, yeah. go home. <laughs> well, hey, it's not a bad life, man. Getting paid millions no, to sit on the no, and, and they're paying him millions to be that voice on that bench in that locker yeah. room. He'd be that veteran presence. And, hey, you know, he'll, they'll retire his number in the Raptors. He's won four, three titles with them. Three titles. Three. Yeah. Yep, Shaq yep. era, Shaq and Wade era. And he was a LeBron starter era. on those teams, by the way. He was a yeah. starter on those teams. So, yeah. You yeah. Know, he, he, he earned the jersey retirement in Miami. 
Well, speaking of a guy that's going to probably get his jersey retired by the Trailblazers, but uh, Damian Lillard, I don't know if you've seen, he's been going on a couple of podcasts, and people have been asking him, you know, well, what if you go to this team? What if you go to this team? It seems like to me he's more open to being traded. And here's another thing. He's very against super teams, but there really isn't a super team out there for him to go to. Like, I don't think, like, if he goes to Philly, right, it'll be him and Joel. If he goes to Miami, him and Jimmy. If he goes to the Celtics, him and Tatum. There's not really like any like four, three, four player super teams out there anymore. So I don't think that he would even go to a super team. I think to me, he's more open and I think the, the Trailblazers are more open to trading him now. So, and then we've said it. To me, it's either Boston or Philly. Um, trade him for Marcus Smart and some, you know what I mean? Like, and, or, 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 you know, uh, Tyrese Maxey and, and Philly. I, I think he will get traded. And yeah, that was one of my hot takes the other day that he's going to get traded this offseason. Um, but he's more open to it, it seems like. So what do you, I mean, I know you, the Lakers too. You never know. And, and I better Chris Paul. the Lakers out of that. Throw the yeah. Celtics of that, not the Lakers. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you know, and, and Chris Paul might you. be out. Chris Paul might be out there for the Lakers too to, to snatch up. Uh, oh, but, ten years later, thanks Stern. Yeah, right. Thanks, David Stern. Yeah, exactly. Thanks. But what are, what are your thoughts on Dame? So I've said this before, and I'm just going to re- reiterate it again. Okay. No. no one wants to go play basketball in Portland. No. I'm telling you, it I has to be drafted. We live here. I grew up here in the Northwest. Right. We know. I don't care to go to Portland. Right. The best free agent signing they had recently was Carmelo. Uh, was Carmelo no. Anthony that one yeah, season? You're right. I think that's when he got bought out. <laughs> yeah, he did by the Rockets. Yeah. So, yeah. It's just all jokes aside. No one wants to come play in Portland. The GM knows it. The yeah. owners know it. it it's got to be Dame knows the draft. It. And even Dame said he goes, Clerks would want to come play with me. I they think players want to no. come play with you. They don't want to come play in Portland, Oregon. Yeah. Is the thing you're right. They'd rather I go know. to the Miamis, the Phillies, the LA teams, the Phoenix, right? The big, mm-hmm. the bigger markets. Mm-hmm. My thing with Dame is, I think he's gone the right way about it. His jersey will be retired when it's all said and done. You could sure. probably argue he's gonna be a Hall of Famer when it's all said Absolutely. and done. His career, Absolutely. so yeah. from that standpoint, coming out of Weber State and being a, the sixth pick overall to go to Portland, you, he put Portland back on the map. And so, realistically, that's how you have to look at it with. With Damian Lillard. I think, Dame, if he's not in purple and gold, which I just think there's a lot that's got to be more handled if you do a signing trade, say, with Reeves and Hachimura to trade for Dame, give them some good pieces to build around, and then bring mm-hmm. Dame back. But then that sets that set you, you still got to build yeah. a roster in LA. Even yeah. if he's in purple and gold, you still got to um, build a roster. You got to have some depth. I think the Miami Heat showing in this finals would actually be a great destination for Damian Lillard. I think they he need would be a great one-two one, asset, one two yeah. punch with mm-hmm. Jimmy Butler, and they already got shooting. So the floor is already going to be spaced with their great shooting. Why not add more of one of the most dangerous sharp shooters in NBA history? L- mm-hmm. You know, Logo Lillard. Logo Lillard, yeah. Right? Waving bye-bye to people in Miami. And I think I think that's a great, great market for him. I think him and Jimmy – Jimmy Butler have the same mentality. You know, it's winning. It's all this. Let's put the Eagles aside. Let's do this. I think the culture with with Jimmy Butler, with Eric Spolstra, one of the greatest coaches, you can say, of this generation, and and the the guy running the show, Pat Riley. I think I think Miami would be a very good and hot, de- hot destination. <laughs> hot destination. I'm trying to, I'm yeah. trying to, no pun intended with that. <laughs> but Miami would be a great spot for Dame. I think, with like I said, with him. And Jimmy Butler and the spacing of that floor with their shooting with those some of the you're gonna have to lose some of them in a trade, but you don't have to get rid of Tyler Harrow or the Duncan Robinsons, maybe Gabe Vincent and guys like that, and maybe look look to trade some other pieces, you know, like Kraus. But you you realistically can bring Dame to South Beach, and I don't see why not. You did this as an eight seed with Kyle Lowry, and that's no diss on Kyle Lowry, but you would Yeah. Dude, who knows? Sky's the limit if you bring Davey Lillard to South Beach in Miami. I know, I, I, it's a uniform. good fit. I think and it's a I've good always fit. been saying Philly. I don't think I don't think Dame going to Philly could fix anything that's happening with with Embiid and his like his thought process like when they got eliminated all we the need more help and him hurt and mm-hmm. there's just more I think there's more to it in, in Philly than just at the Embiid saga that's going it's on just Embiid's endurance to me yeah. I don't think he can fix what's happening in Boston Boston has some really good players and role players I don't think Dame can fix that either and this I'm just saying there's just he has to be somewhat to a number one score, number one option. That's Tatum's team. So you need to bring more mm, yeah, guys that are to take a step team. back. I don't yeah. think Tatum or Lillard's ready to take a step back in that. Yeah, sense, there's that right? too. Yeah. So where he would fit well with a, with an Anthony Davis, LeBron James, right? LeBron's looking to 
to take some toll off the body, you know, rest up a little bit, kind of cruise through the season. And right there, that brings you a sharpshooter and players you can build around with Damian Lillard and Anthony Davis. And I've been saying it for years, trade Anthony Davis for Damian Lillard. But if, <laughs> if what the Davis we saw at the end of the season into the, the playoffs, the guy yeah. that was dropping 40 points and getting 20 rebounds, right? If that Davis can show up, not on a consistent basis, but if we can get like 25 and 10 of Davis and he can stay relatively healthy, I'd love him and Lillard and Lillard in purple and gold. But, just to reiterate, Miami, if Damian Lillard can, 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 can get into Miami, he'd be a better fit with Butler. That one, too. They have great shooting, more spacing of the floor as well. as it's, it's The guy that ran the show, Pat Riley, he's fantastic. And then Eric yeah, Spolstra, I think. Yeah. And the culture in general, Eric Spolstra is your head coach. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think Miami would be the better spot for Damian Lillard. If I had to choose outside of purple and gold, not trying to be a biased Lakers fan, I think Miami would be a better fit. But you do agree that he will get traded this, this offseason. Do you think, do you think it's a definite? <laughs> I think it's a definite, to be honest with you. I think it'll be a I trade really deadline. Do. Oh, next year. Okay. I think it'll be All a right. trade deadline. I think they're going to see if they can maybe bring anyone in this offseason, maybe one guy, see what they can do to fill maybe like, because Yurkish is always hurt too. That's another guy. Yurkish is always hurt. Yeah, so, Nurkic, yeah. No, excuse me, Nurkic. I was all. I don't even know what I was trying to say. Nurkic. <laughs> Nurkic is always hurt. So it, it looks at into, okay, you're, you have the third pick. You're probably going to go for, what's his name? Scooter Henderson, right? You're probably going to go Henderson, after. Scooter Henderson, yeah. Or Brandon Miller. Yeah. So either or. You have that in the third pick. So you're, but you're in a rebuilding phase. And when they got rid of CJ McCollum, that kind of showed the direction they were going as a franchise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause they were good, but they just weren't good enough to get through Golden State. And not a lot of teams worse. That's no shot at Portland in yeah. that. It's just, yeah. they're not. No one's getting through Golden State in that era. You know, they got swept the year they made to the Western Conference Finals. They from did. Them. Yep. So I think Miami, if it's not, if he's not in purple and gold, I would rather see him in Miami with, with Butler and Spolstra and, and Pat Riley and go from there. And I'm not even a Heat fan. I, I could not really like care less about the Heat, but it's just the way they run it. Well, and Dave's fit, mentality man. as a player, the way he thinks and wants to win, I think that culture in Miami would suit him perfectly. Yeah. I, I totally perfectly. agree. I, I think that's a good fit. I think that's a good fit. But yeah, to me, I, I definitely think he's getting traded this offseason, but we shall see. Uh, all right. Let's put our, uh, TMZ hats on for this one. God. I think I got mine somewhere. Hold on. Let me. It's, no, no, it's, it's in the room. It's in the room. <laughs> yeah. This, this story is pretty wild. So, um, there's a love triangle going on with, uh, with Zion Williamson. Zion's had a, quite a year. I mean, he started off and those really listening, well. It's not Ryan or I. It's no, not this, Ryan this... or I. We're not yeah. TMZ worthy yet, all right? No, no, we have not been hired by TMZ. But the rumor, the story out there is that, well, first of all, Zion's having a baby, so congratulations to him. That's a feeling yes. that you know is you're about a week from now. <gasps> um, yeah. But apparently this woman that he's having a baby with, according to an adult film actress that has been claiming Zion Williamson, uh, that Zion left her for this woman – and, you know, they've been together for a little bit, got her pregnant. Um, but, yeah, Zion apparently was seeing an adult film star and uh, left her for this other woman. Uh, but she's claiming that, I guess, that he was still seeing her, I, I guess. I don't – it's just a big love triangle thing going on. So I I, I, what's, I don't know what's going on with Zion, man. Like, that, that's – this is like a Zach Wilson type of story. Not, I mean, not, not like involving any mothers, but – Oh, shit. <laughs> like, you know, what do you Zach was slaying Cougs, man. Yeah, yeah, he was. He needs to slay those footballs, though. Um, but what, but what are your, uh, what are, what are your thoughts on this? I mean, a, a Zion Williamson love triangle. My goodness. I saw it. I was like, why don't, let's just talk about it real quick. I mean, yeah. I'm not going to go too much into the detail. All I'm going to say is if you're hustling this much off the court, you can hustle this much on the court, big guy. <laughs> Come on. You're good. Yeah, let's, let's, bring let's get through skills, a season. Bring that hustling, get through a season. All that aside, congratulations on the baby. It's a blessing. Congratulations on that. Minus the drama that's going around with it. But if you can hustle this much off the court and all this and that, maybe put a little bit more time in the the gym to stay healthy and hustle more (laughs) on the court where your money's actually made. Yes, yes. Did you see that shirt he was wearing, too? He was like, I'm forced to be here. I'm only here because she wants me to be here. No, I didn't see that. I just saw it. I was like, I just got to throw this on the list for Ryan and I real quick. Yeah. It's just, I mean, you see it in sports. You see it with celebrities. It's just he's a big-time name. He he was since his senior year in high school, you know? So he's had the hype with him for a long time and a big Mm -hmm. presence. And now even in the NBA when he's healthy and playing. So just – Watch it, man, because child support's not cheap. Child support is not cheap. <laughs> yeah, no, let's hope that they stay. They, they, it's Rogers a good Cromartie. relationship. Oh, God, yeah, he's got like 10 kids, right? Oh, my goodness You want to retire by the time you're 30? 
Stop now. Stop, Stop while you're now. ahead. Stop while you're ahead. <laughs> Don't be Sean Kemp. Uh, Don't have like 10 kids with X amount of women or however many kids yeah. Sean Kemp has. It's yeah. don't, don't go down that path, man. Oh gosh, Sean Kemp's a whole other story. I um, love Sean Kemp too. I love him. Yeah, I love him he, the Sonic. Love yeah, him. Yeah. Love yeah. He didn't make the best decisions off the court when it came to love life and just don't let that happen to you, Zion. No, That's all I, I hear say. you. I hear you. Um, so we hope Zion is well and we hope the baby is well, yes, uh, too. Yes. Um, all right. Well, this next story, this is probably the biggest. I mean, the NBA finals, obviously people, I think all of America will pay more attention to that, but. Uh, golf. We got to talk some golf. The PGA Tour has merged with the DP Tour, formerly the European Tour, and Live. So the founders of Live, the uh, the Saudis, have agreed uh, to partner up with the PGA. They've both mutually agreed to partner with each other. Um, man, uh, it came to the surprise of many PGA Tour professionals. They had no idea. None of us really knew. In the media, there was no leaks about it, uh, you know. And I guess my guess is is that after Brooks Kepka won the PGA Championship, they're like the PGA is like, okay, uh, we 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 got to get our stars back here. Um, and obviously, you know, uh, there's been human rights violations with with the Saudis, and um, that's the main reason why moral morally the PGA didn't want to partner with them. But now they've just thrown everything out the window and said, well. They're going to spend money in golf. We should partner with them. So, uh, like I said, I, I I think that the PGA knows we got to get our stars back. Kepka, Johnson, um, Phil, even though he's old, you know. So, what what are your early thoughts on? Uh, because we, first of all, we don't even know what's going to happen. Like we know they're partnering, but how long is it going to take? Will there be courts involved? What do the live players do now? Do they are they allowed to play in PGH tournaments? But I think they have to pay a fine or something. Like, what what are, you, what are your thoughts on this? Because this is a big story. It's all about the Benjamins, baby. I don't have Benjamins on me to show off, but it's all about the Benjamins. <laughs> Johnny Manziel, yeah. The the thing with it is, is I, if I'm Royal, Ma- bleh, I Rory, can, I am all tongue tied today, man. <laughs> Rory, yeah, you got it. If I'm Rory McIlroy, Tiger Woods, John Rahm, all these guys that stayed faithful. Matsuyama, we talked about him too, one of the yep. best Japanese golfer here on yep. the PGA Tour. Yep. If I'm them, I'm pissed. Sure. I am royally pissed off. And I, get I, it. I think you strike against the PGA because it's like you gave up. Like Tiger was offered like $700 million. Rory was in the same, <laughs> the same field. John yeah. Rom, all these guys, they're throwing hundreds close to, they're ready to spend billions on these top players, right? To bring them over to the, to the live. And they're like, no, we're going to stay faithful to the PGA. It's the number one, the number one option for golf in the golf world and sport, this and that. And now they're, and now live showed. That they're winning the big open tournaments with their players and PGA's like, oh shit, mm-hmm. we're not top dog anymore, are we? We should actually probably play our pay our players more and and all this. And it was more of a money grab. It was more PGA doing a money grab, more of a PR stunt, you know. And if I'm Rory McIlroy, you know, and he has been bashing them at tournaments, yeah. not talking to them all this. He's been very outspoken. Tiger didn't ever want to talk about the matter. He just. He didn't come out, but some uh, source close to him came out with an undisclosed about about seven hundred million dollars to come golf for the live tourney. Yeah, and that's why Phil left. He has a gambling. He loves gambling, so you know he wanted he that money. live money. Yeah. He wanted that couple hundred mil. But no, these top players from the from the PGA Tour they they got screwed over. There's no other way to say it. They stayed faithful, and this is why you see players that don't stick around with franchises in other sports. This is why you see players jump ship like they did to live because it's like it's really it's all about money and and. Mm-hmm. And big, and big brother in business in in the yeah. uh, the big brother of the PGA said, yeah, we're going to make a business decision. Sorry. Thank you for staying faithful. We're not going to pay you more. We're going to partner with those guys so that we don't lose out on any money in tournaments with them being a part of us. So right, right. if I'm top players like Rory and Tiger, Matsuyama yeah. and John Rahm, yeah, they missed I'm out. <laughs> they missed I'm out. And if you I'm know. them, I don't know if you can legally go after the PGA because, you, you know, I, mean, I don't think you can legally go after, like, sue them or anything, but right. I I'd file something. There's a player. I don't, I don't know exactly how the if there's a union with golf or not. Like I don't think is, there I mean, is. Yeah, like there is others like there with is. like the NFL and NBA, right. and the MLB, yeah, right? The players association. No. That's a but problem. <laughs> there, there yeah. maybe there's that too. But yeah. if I'm them, I, I, if you can't go after them legally, go on strike. We're not golfing. Yeah, we're not because if the to top players do it, that's that's big. We're not golfing because because the average fan isn't watching for. 
you know, uh, I, I don't know, Cameron uh, Smith. Tony Finau or Cameron Smith. They're watching for Rory and John Rahm and uh, Scotty Scheffler and Phil Mickelson and Dustin Johnson and Bruce Skepka. So Ricky uh, Fowler know, with this flat bill from like 10 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree, man. And, and, you know, I, I get the whole more morally, like, you know, these people aren't, you know, they don't represent great things in Saudi Arabia. Right. But, you know, I'm not really one to, to chastise people on their morals because look, I mean, Saudi money has, is in professional sports, especially in the English Premier League, horse racing, like it, 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 it and you know, even in some professional sports in the, in the States as well. And it's like, you know, people don't know where their iPhones get made. You know, like there's a lot of human rights violations that the United States has been in bed with, you know, people overseas in Saudi Arabia. So I, you know, again, I get why people. You throw two hundred, three hundred million dollars at someone. That's hard to say no to. You Especially know what I mean? Their sport, and they have to golf less. Exactly, that's it's less thing. of a stress. Yeah, it's less I get of a it. stress, and they golf less. There's less yeah. demand on them to go golf, play the other sport in the world, and they're they're getting guaranteed money. Like they're getting contracts. They're getting guaranteed money to show up. Or the yeah. PGA, the price pools weren't where they should have been. Really, and players talked about that. They're like, why? Why are these price pools for these open tourneys or even these? These these tournaments that we're going to that are big tournaments for with big names. Why aren't the payouts better? Why why is there no yeah. money in golf? Right. Yeah, now? and the, that's and what it is. Shows, here you go. Come here. Yeah, Here's right. Hundred million. The I I don't know if it's the P FPC or something like that, but it, it, they have an acronym. But they they have shown, like Roy McIlroy said, they have shown that they want to spend money in golf. So I think that's why they've partnered with them and not live per se, but they've partnered with the people running live. But even Roy said, like, I feel like a sacrificial lamb, you know, like yep. I, I was the one that kind of came out and said, hey, like, let's stick with the PGA Tour. Um, This is the best place to play golf, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, now he's looking like he's got egg on his face, you know. So, you know, is it hypocritical, Jay Monahan? Yeah, it is. Uh, I think it is good for the game of golf, though, to have all these players play together. But I can definitely understand why PGA Tour professionals are like, man, we really missed out, you know, so. Well, on the live, not only the money. They can golf in shorts, right? Yeah, shorts, yeah. I they play music. Yeah. I would have went just for that reason. Yeah, let me golf in shorts and play some music. You know, yeah. the only thing they're missing is the golf cart. That's the only thing. Right, like, that's the, the only, golf cart. yeah, that's right, but, that's right. Like all jokes said, like, Rory's right to feel that way, like a sacrificial lamb. It's just like, these players are very, not like Tiger and the other guys, but he was very outspoken. He was like the front, front and ready person spokesman for the PGA, and they just fucking spin his face, man. And I would be pissed yeah. too, if I, like I said, like I said earlier, this, like earlier just ranting about it. If I'm Rory, I'm pissed. If I'm Tiger, I'm pissed. If I'm John Rom, I'm pissed because I'm especially because there was no communication. With a it, lot you know? of money, and just for you yeah. guys to be like, well, it's a better business decision now. It's like it's all about the money, man. It's all about the money, man. I, I'd be pissed. I'd, I'd yeah. find a top player. I'd go on strike. I yeah. would do something to hurt their viewership I, and take money in their pocket to an extent to where you couldn't anymore. Type. Thing. It's gonna well. It's gonna be interesting. You know, they're in Canada this week playing the Canadian Open, but it, it's gonna be interesting to to see how the players. You know, cause they had a meeting with the commissioner and they were, I mean, people were standing up, you know, throwing insults and yelling. And I, listen, I don't blame them. I really don't. I really don't. So that was a big story this week. I think that's kind of flown under the radar. I know golf isn't basketball, football or soccer, but, but um, it's not the biggest story. And I know where you're going with this now. So yes. Let's jump right into it. Yeah. So let's go to soccer, man. I mean, this is big. This is huge too. Uh, then I would think. Well, we know the most two popular players are Cristiano Ronaldo and Messi, not in that order, but you or you know. can argue Holland now. Yeah, true, true. That's true. Yep, yep, yep. Um, but yeah, Lionel Messi is coming to MLS, uh, the annual old guy superstar coming to finish his career <laughs> in the MLS. David Beckham did it. Uh, so many players have done it, but yeah, he's signing with David Beckham's team into Miami. It's a lot of time to Yeah, that's right. That's right. It, it, it seems to me that that's kind of the farewell tour for soccer players. You know, I think Messi's, I mean, I, I wouldn't even say his best days are behind him. He's still a great player. He, he had a great a cup. He just won a world cup. He had a great world cup. So we're getting a, a pretty prime Messi here, not prime Messi, but a, close to his old prime. Um, with the MLS, he signed with the Inter Miami. He's going to sign with them. He has a partnership with Apple and Adidas as well. So that plays into effect, but, uh, this is huge, man. And I don't think enough people are paying attention to it. Like Milano Messi is the biggest star in the world, really, to me, at least, because he just won the world cup in soccer. So what, what are your thoughts on that? You nailed it. Tim and Cristiano Ronaldo. Holland's right there. He's one of the best in the world. Victor Holland. Yeah. He's mm -hmm. not, he's not the, 
where they're at, right? Like right. Their no. stratosphere. So yeah. with him coming, it's gonna, it's it's bigger than David Beckham. I just think Beckham oh, yeah. is so big because it it's like it's never been done before for that magnitude of a star player coming he was a from the Euro League, right? The Premier yeah. League yeah. coming over to play the MLS and the, one of the biggest markets of the world in Los Angeles. So that's where this also ties in. Messi's going to Beckham's team enter Miami there and I, it's going to bring a lot of publicity not only for for American for soccer but football on a national level right or not excuse me international level sure. football and soccer on an international level more people are going to be tuning in to see what Messi's doing there's going to be more viewership more views on social media all this and that more merchandise all this I think it's it's good for MLS because they do need more star power and yes. To, to be taken seriously United as, States as a league. Yeah, the United right. States in general needs. And yeah. the thing that comes with the two is, like I said, he's not in his prime. It's not prime Messi, but he just came off a World Cup, and he's still got some good soccer left in him. So it's not like it's the farewell tour, but it's also like this could be not the saving grace for the MLS, but it could be something that puts it more of an international level where players are like, you know what? Messi went there, and he was still playing competitive soccer, football, wherever you are in the world, whatever you mm-hmm. want, whatever you call it. Yeah. Why don't I test out the Wolves? Right. Why don't Why don't I test it out? You know, it's not going to com- compete with the Premier League at all, by no means. But could it Could it bring rise in viewership and everything? Yeah, and I think it's a great move for Messi, one financially wise and career wise. But two, it's going to help put MLS more on the map than than Zlatan did, and, and even David Beckham. You know, and he's coming off a World Cup. I, I I can't think of anything more relevant on a world stage than that. You know, yeah. So and he said it was the right move for him at the time, which I thought was cool. Like again, he's still really good. And well, he was I getting saw, bounced around. It was like buyouts or getting traded yeah, recently Madrid, it, to PSG. PSG, yeah. yep. Yeah. And it's just, I think he's just tired of that. He's like, you know what? I kind of, I want to put my my career and my fate, my destiny in my own hands. And yeah, I feel it's better to go to Miami to do that. And of course, money talks. We were just talking about money recently, but yeah. he, he's getting probably going to get more endorsement money and deals here in the states than he would there with the big companies like Adidas and and Apple here in the states as well as. Who knows? We don't even know what money he's going to get signed for. It could be the biggest right. MLS contract in history. I would think so. He's yeah. still got good soccer. He's still got good soccer left in him. So I think it's a good move for him. I think it's a good move for Miami being a new a new club and franchise. And I think it's a good move for the MLS just for a viewer standpoint to bring more eyes over here to the states yeah. for soccer. You know, I saw a TikTok of a, a season ticket holder for Inter Miami selling his tickets on StubHub or whatever, you know, website he sells it on, uh, SeatGeek or whatever. But uh, the price before Messi got there for a game was like, I don't know, you know, $15 for some good seats, right? Now it's like thousands. And now it's like to go to a game to see him play Messi now with Miami is over $2,000. So it's like, you know, the TikTok pretty much said, okay, well, the fact that he's coming over here is already raising prices and people want to go see him play and watch. So, no, you're right. You're 100% right. It's all about the eyeballs. It's all about the the money. And uh, But still, I mean, it's all about uplifting the MLS and he's still good. So I think it's a, it's the, it's a good move for him. I think, uh, I think his days over in Europe have, you know, and he's still relatively, he's not old. He's not super old. He's kind of in the middle, but you know, I think he's, he's just ready to expand his life and he's going to get a lot of uh, marketing dollars. He's going to get a lot of sponsorships and um, Hey, we uh, can't blame him. Right. Yeah, can't, can't blame, blame him. So get that yeah. money. Yeah. Get that money. Absolutely. Uh, so that's it for our rundown, man. Do you, you got anything else that uh, you want to touch on or uh, any hot takes or anything? I like do. That? I do. Not a hot take, but I, I got a thing for you. I got a thing okay. for you here. So this was, uh, according to Jack, according to, I, I am all tongue twisted tonight, man. I do not know what's going <laughs> on. just tired, brother. <laughs> according to Chat GPT, this is on the game day. So I saw it on social media. So this is the game day for Chat GPT. I'm going to show it real here. I'll show it on the clip. The top 10 players under 30. I'm going to go. 10 through 1. So number 10, okay. Glabor, Glabor Torres. Okay. Number 9, Rafael Devers. Number okay. 8, Shohei Otani. Number what? 7, Bo Bichette. Number 6, what? Walker Bueller. Number 5, Ozzy Albis. Albies? Is it Albies? Albies, yeah. Albies. 4, Cody Bellinger. What? 3, Juan Soto, which, I mean, you could argue that. I mean, yeah, he's like 23, sure. 24. He's, he's really good, yeah. Two, Fernando Tatis Jr. and number one, Ronald Acuna Jr. Shohei Otani's no eighth? That, there's no shot at Acuna. Acuna's a fantastic player. Oh, he's player. great. One yeah. of the best players in the league. That's no, I think, I think Soto's right where he should be at three. Yeah. But Tony Bellinger above <laughs> right? Shohei Otani. What? what world are we in? Here. That yeah. is chat GPT. 
rolling fans of baseball right there. Oh, yeah. Show he's the best player in the world. Like under 30, over 30, whatever. He's the best player in the world. It's the way you could even argue that. Yeah. But yeah, that's, that's, that's silly. That, I, I that, wanted to that's show you silly. That. I'm sorry, Chappie GPT, but that's, you know, you're not, not the whole list is, is BS, but I mean, <laughs> Jesus Christmas. You're going to put Shohei Otani before Walker Bueller and, uh, or, or uh, you're going to put Walker Bueller and Cody Bellinger ahead of Shohei Otani? What what kind of list is that? You want to feel old? Oh, God. You want to feel old? Yeah. Matt Leinart's son, Cole Leinart, the class of 2026, is already being recruited by oh top God. D1 schools. How old do you feel oh, now? Very. So he has six offers. That's just a feel old saying. How old is he? Do you know? He's class of 2026. So he's got to be a freshman. Jeez. 15, 15, 16, roughly. God, yeah. yeah, probably around there. Yeah, he around has there. Six yeah. offers. Top school interest right now are the University of Arizona, Colorado, Deion Sanders, right there. Yeah. Uh, GS, I can't see the logo on it. Pitt, SMU, and Utah. So you got, some, <laughs> you got a good school in there in Utah, you know, Pac 12 oh, winner. But how old do you feel hearing that now? Matt yeah, Leonard's very. son, Cole, is already being recruited by the class of 2026. Oh my God. It's like I found out the song Frontin' by Pharrell came out 20 years ago the other day, and that just made me feel like I remember watching that music video waking up on MTV Jams every day, and now I'm 30 years old. Is it really 20 uh, years old? Yeah. And you know, Pharrell's like over 50, by the way. Do you know that? He's a vampire, bro. I know this is a sports <laughs> podcast, but Pharrell has not aged a bit in his 50 know, years of life. It, sorry it to go insane. to music way there. I got but, one uh, wrinkle after eating a Big Mac. Like, what is yeah. it? I need whatever he's on, you know? Yeah. To, to look that young still, but but no, it's we're getting old, man. Matt Liner has a son getting recruited to college already, and Pharrell has a hit from twenty years ago that we're like, wow. Well, and there's so many other players like Asante Samuel Jr. and um and Joe Horn's kid and Marvin Harrison, Marvin Harrison Jr. <laughs> like, my God, we are old. We are getting old, and these Wayne are players Tully, that were good Wayne when Tully, we were young. Mike Trout's son one day, or his kids, you know, son or daughters playing in a league, or showing yeah. his kids. We're like, okay, now we're old. We're we're gonna be the retirement <laughs> home together recording. When all that happens, but it's just like it's like you feel like you're younger one day, and then you're like, oh, reality just kind of smacks you in the face. And you're like, Matt Blatter has a son getting recruited to yeah. D1 colleges now, and it's just like, um, oh, we're old now. To close it, it out, the, the the Mets were up nine to six before we recorded. They have lost in ten innings, thirteen to ten. They're they're just freaking horrible. <laughs> oh the my Mar- god, horrible. I can check the Mariners right now if you want to. Since we're on yeah, the go ahead, yeah, please, but please. How is that for feeling old? Like I I swear. Seeing that, like, it just feels like yesterday the Longhorns beat Matt Liner and Reggie Bush in the Rose Bowl, the national championship game. Like, it still feels like yesterday. I was in eighth grade when that happened. I still yeah. have a newspaper clipping, like, a oh, cut out of that somewhere. I got to find it, but I have it somewhere wow. of him running in the end zone, to Vince Young running in the end zone to win it. So it's just like, yeah, yeah. God, that Iconic. was how long ago? That was almost 20 years ago, dude. Oh, God. That game, that's close to 20 years ago. Yeah. That's insane. Remember like, Matt, see, that Matt, just made me think that. And then Matt Liner got drafted to the Cardinals and did nothing. The rest was history. <laughs> like, yeah, right. <laughs> I think he's an analyst uh, for Fox now, right? The he Fox. is. And, uh, yeah, Fox is the college game day. Yeah. Him and Reggie, right? Him and yep. Reggie? The one-two yep. punch there on Fox? Yeah, that's right. That's right. But man. now that we feel old there, that's, that's how you close out a segment. There you go. Right there, there the, old, the old man segment. Well, first of all, man, I want to say congratulations because I don't know if we're going to be able to record the podcast next week with the baby uh, uh, due. Uh, everything is good to go, right? Everything's good to go. We just gotta we'll make it an, we'll make an announcement and post if we're going to take you know a week or two off to record yeah. and all that. But I'll be home for a few weeks to make sure Danny's all taken care of and good, baby's good. good and all that. Work new job, they're already cool with it. They're like, yep, take your time. Awesome. Take the time you need. Get right first of the Fourth of July weekend. They're going to be out of town anyway, so they're cool about. It. I got some great bosses. So yeah, it's um yeah, we're looking forward to it. All right. Well, man, we're looking forward to it as well. Can't wait for the pictures so, and, dude, and all TBD that. for next week's podcast. TBD. Oh, yeah. And people obviously TBD. understand if you have a baby on the way, that's a good ex- – it's not even an excuse. It's like, okay, I can't come. You know? well, yeah, and, and that's the thing, like – and you're seeing that in sports now. This isn't like take like any, anything away from whatever. I'm not like I'm taking anything away, but like you're seeing it now, like they're offering like, like leave, like – yeah. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Leave for players to go be because it's that it is important. I, you know, yeah, and I'm absolutely. not saying that like me. You know, I've, I've I've always felt like a player should be able to to go see the birth of their child, yes. but not and not have 
So, like, say you have a, like the Iron Man streak going, Riley Kyle Ripken. Say you're going oh, for two thousand games, yeah, 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 and you miss yeah. a game for for that leave. I think you should get oh, you should get yeah. a grace period to go watch your. I agree. You know, you know what I mean, like something like that. So the big life I, moment. I just love that. Um, it's more open now. You see it all the time in sports. More that players are like, you see, like they're rushing out of stadiums or they're getting pulled from a game earlier yeah. or this and that. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm flying back to back home from New York to wherever to go catch the birth of my my child and all that. I, I think it's wonderful, you know, and. I'm looking forward to it. We, I, I'm, I'm joking now. Everyone says like he's gonna be a professional athlete, right? I'm like, I'm all joking. Like we're going D three, baby. We're going D three. <laughs> Pops couldn't go on. He had elbow problems. Scholarship, you know, yeah. That. yeah. D three, and then That's we work right. our way up, and then we work our way up. But we got a yeah. D three athlete on the way. Hey, it could happen. He's like, huh? And I'm like, don't worry about it. Don't yeah, worry yeah. about it. <laughs> well, man, we're looking forward to it, man. Obviously, it's a big life moment. You know, uh, it's a blessing. And uh, congrats, well, that's why brother. Mason. Mason. Just the time we record, he's hanging out with the child, you know, with we're more scheduled with yeah with um with the Pod. with the podcast and all that. So it's just one of those we're trying to get it where we're all in the same room so we can record so then we can have Danny babysit all the babies and then we the boy's gonna go over here and, and <laughs> Oh man, record. I don't know if she but, likes that. <laughs> uh, we'll bribe her with something. Yeah, right. she, she likes strawberry Fanta now. Oh, okay. Right. All right. Danny's screaming right. for strawberry Fanta. So. Okay, I'll keep that in mind. I'll keep that in mind. All right, man. Well, that's going to do it for the episode 25, season two of the Talking Ball podcast. Like I said, we'll be TBD for the next episode because, of course, Antonio is having a baby. It's a blessing. Um, but you can catch us, of course, uh, all past episodes in this episode, YouTube, um, TikTok, Instagram, uh, of course, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts. We're all there. We're all there. So you can Everywhere definitely check that Everywhere except for Twitter. Out. That's right. We'll work on that. Still working we'll work- on it. That's kind of like I, a. I have Elon's number now, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give ooh, him a call and go okay. from there. All right, well that'll help for sure. The guy who owns it, right? So, all right, man. Well, uh, we'll keep in contact about the baby, and uh, looking forward to the the dinner you're gonna make me for tomorrow's game. Uh, for, right. Uh, the you want steak tacos? And... You want chicken and rice? Hey, chicken and rice sounds good to me, brother. Steak tacos, it is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, steak tacos. Sorry. Whatever, man. It's free food. Right. You're like Ryan. Ryan uh, lives across the nation. His home is from in Jersey. So yeah. when Ryan get a home cooked meal, Ryan's not. Yeah, I'll take it anytime. <laughs> yeah, I'll take it anytime, brother. Believe me. All right, guys. We'll see you next time. Until then, I'm Ryan. He's Antonio. Peace. Later.